0: XR Stars, this is your monthly podcast where we dive into everything extended reality. I'm your host, futurist Amelia Coleman, and this month we are going to be talking about XR and spatial audio. I first became interested in spatial audio in about 2017. I was doing a lot of work in virtual reality and 360 video and was finding that the audio accompanying these experiences was really letting me down. There would be this great immersive content surrounding me, but then the sound would be flat and coming from a single point, and it would really take me out of the magic. So I got an editor who I was writing for at the time to let me investigate XR and the future of audio, which led me pretty quickly to spatial audio. And this has been an area that I've kind of fallen in love with. It's been awesome to watch it blow up and start to come to the forefront in the conversations around XR over the last couple of years. And now it's coming more into a business and professional setting as well. So what is spatial audio? When I talk about spatial audio, I'm talking about technology that replicates the way we naturally hear and perceive sound. Spatial audio is 3D it's directional and it detaches the sound from the source to create virtual environments that our brains perceive as real. Another good term to know is ambisonics. So this is a type of spatial audio that is full sphere surround sound. So in addition to a horizontal plane, it covers sound sources above and below the listener. So imagine you're at a concert. And here in the UK, we finally have some festivals to look forward to again. So you can imagine that you might be at one of those. You're stood in front of the stage in the center of the audience, listening to your favorite band, but where does the sound actually come from? Often it's not coming directly from the source. You're actually hearing the music from stacks of speakers on either side of the stage. But by the time the music reaches your ears, it has already been mixed and all the instruments hit your ears from the sides and from the same direction, creating an unnatural disconnect between the source of the sound and you in the audience. When I first had this explained to me by a friend who does sound for Bjork and Pink and did the sound for the Grammys, I couldn't believe that I had never thought about it like that before, or that there could be a better way to hear things and to listen. With spatial audio, we can experience music as if we were maybe inside the studio as they're recording, placing ourselves amongst the musicians and the instruments, allowing you to physically get closer to one instrument and hear it louder as you approach. And as you walk away, it gets quieter. Maybe as you walk around to the back, it sounds different than it would from the front or the side. The thing about discovering spatial audio is that our brains really like it. And once you've experienced it and heard and felt the difference, it is harder to go back. So much so that companies like High Fidelity are suggesting it as a solution to screen fatigue or the Zoom fatigue that we've all been feeling. Our brains get tired and bored of listening to multiple people talk to us from one single source and direction. Spatial audio can provide a much more natural listening experience, meaning that our brains don't have to work so hard and are more likely to stay engaged. When some of us go back to the office, while others continue to work from home, spatial audio could help people to feel united, like they are sharing the same virtual office space. An always-on spatial audio solution could mean that you happen to overhear a water cooler conversation, even if you aren't physically in the same space. Or it could help us to pick up subtle human cues, allowing us to anticipate that our boss might be having a bad day and maybe now's not a good time to approach. Things we all take for granted while working side by side in offices. As we go back into a post-pandemic world, I think we're going to see more and more examples of spatial audio being used to give us safe, immersive, and impactful experiences, both in business and home environments, as well as opening up new creative possibilities, products, and opportunities. One person who has been leading the way in spatial audio since day one is our special guest today, Muki Culhan. She is the Chief Innovation Officer of Mookie International, where she creates groundbreaking and award-winning XR content and immersive audio experiences. Welcome, Mookie.
1: Hey, Amelia. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm like, it's very flattering you're saying I've been there since the beginning. That, what, that would mean I'm probably like 100 years old, but I'll take that. <laughs> The oil, you know, it works. It works. You've made it cool. How
0: about that? The beginning (laughs) of it becoming cool. Yeah. (laughs) So, wondered if we could just start by having you tell us a bit about yourself and your career and um, and what you do.
1: Uh, sure. So uh, my name is Mookie Colhan. I am a chief innovation officer and a executive XR producer and also creative technologists within uh, immersive platforms and uh, media and entertainment and uh, mixing in a bit of 5G as well, uh, running my own company, Mookie International, as uh, as Amelia said. My background is, uh, you know, M- MTV and, and BBC, ITV, uh, many worked with many, many record labels across the board and artists themselves, brands, uh, live events, things like that, that um, are focusing on media and broadcasting. And so I've been lucky enough to be in this space for quite a while uh, and see how uh, digital and platforms and new technology can work with fans and how fans work with uh, this new technology. And coming from a music industry background, of course, uh, sound has always been my biggest priority uh when creating these types of experiences, but also as a fan, experiencing these types of experiences. Can you experience an experience? Why not? We've just done it now. But I think that's it's always been so, so, such a huge, you know, a huge priority for me uh, personally and professionally. So when the new technologies that, that start to emerge uh enable you as a creator to make an experience you know, even more enhanced and more immersed. And you get uh, you have that opportunity to create something where not only you, but the fan could be enveloped in the sound. And subsequently is a win-win situation for your client, for that brand, for the artist. For whatever whatever that kind of creative editorial is that you're you're trying to get across, because it does, it, it will change your perception. Because everyone knows, like the second, even doing a video calls or Zoom calls, the second somebody's sound is whack or on mute, or an ice cream truck does go by, you know, you hear it and you're affected by it, and it does change your mood suddenly. So when something is immersive and having a spatial audio experience, you're able to be enveloped in that sound and uh, have a positive effect on you. Hopefully, I think I answered like 10 questions at once, but there we go. (laughs) Oh, that's great.
0: (laughs) Well, so yeah, again, a bit back to basics. What does spatial audio mean to you? I know a lot of people have different definitions of what it actually means. What does it mean to you?
1: A spatial audio uh, to me means uh, something, a sound or a sound experience that completely envelops your ears and your head and it's fully 360 that kind of six degrees of freedom type of feeling um but it it envelops your uh you know uh, the physical presence of what the audio is doing to you but also that emotional presence that it feels like an audio hug almost Mm -hmm. in in, in a nutshell it's like it's a nice warm fuzzy sound hug i love that (laughs) that's a great way to put it That one.
0: (laughs) yeah So for a long time, I've always felt like audio has kind of gotten the short end of the stick. It's been something that Mm. feels like an afterthought in a lot of experiences. And I think it's only been in like the last couple of years that it started to come to the forefront of our conversations that people Mm. are realizing how important it is. And and just wondering like, why do you think that is that it kind of came in second to the visual content And, and how do you see that changing?
1: Mm, I think it was, you know, that's a great. It's a great question and a great point because I totally agree that sound got neglected. You know, again, just going back to what I just said, when it, when the sound is neglected in an experience, it almost gives the visuals a bad experience as well because you're going to remember that. Um, and one of the reasons why that could have been, to answer part two of your question, is you know, it are the devices and that technology that were being built uh, not necessarily for on an enterprise or uh, you know across the industry you know, such as the film industry, obviously, you know, we know, like, you know, Dolby Atmos has been around for a while. And, you know, when you go into a cinema, you'll have a proper immersive experience. But when you get something uh, to be a little bit more intimate, that it's all about those headphones, all about that base, <laughs> about yeah. that bass. you know, and it is about the technology, the, the uh, for, from a consumer point of view, becoming, you know, a little bit more sophisticated, um, you know, a lot more sophisticated so much so that they're able to integrate, um, you know, spatial waves through through that output of the sound, Um, you know, but that does go back to the content so you can have the spiffiest pair of earphones or soundbars ever in the world doesn't matter how much you're paying for it, you know, it's got to be about that content that you're creating. Uh, and what's the story that you're telling with that sound to give that experience? And so so it's a two-parter. I think it's the consumer devices that that have enabled you to experience something that maybe has been created for a very long time, but it gives the creators and the producers new platforms to put this this uh, to create their experiences in a better way. So it's about yeah. the content and the consumer devices.
0: And you mentioned a really important word there, which was storytelling. Mm. And I think that's something that you do so well. And, and (laughs) I think spatial audio really opens up completely new ways to tell stories that we, that, that we haven't experienced before. So, Mm. um, You know, you are one of the most creative people I know, and you have done so many kind of audio led brand activations um, Mm -hmm. that I admire and just wondering if you can tell us maybe about some of your favorite ones, um, what they were like, what the experience was like, and then also how they impacted the audience.
1: Mm. Uh, oh, thank you. very. Much. First of all, thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Um, I love, 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 love creating these types of, of experiences, again, where it is a sound first activation. It will, you know, always have a visual with it, even if it's not in a VR experience. The visuals that we're creating uh, are real life. So you'll have some IRL mixed with the sound. Um, Some of my favorite ones that I've created the last few years, um, for those of of you that know me, that don't know me, I'm about to tell you. uh, We have Bose as a client. I work very closely with a fantastic indie AR studio called Playlines. And one of the most genius people I've ever worked with, Rob Morgan, uh, is the creative director. And with, uh, together at Playlines, we were able to work very closely with Bose and a super talented drum and bass rapper called Harry Shotta. we were working with Harry Schotzer first and creating a, a, a completely immersive audio AR. So an audio augmented reality, almost like an or AR audio sound experience that was a, uh, a mix of uh, silent disco meets Pokemon meets choose your own adventure Bandersnatchy type of experience where it's completely audio led. Um, we got a, a runner up prize at the Future Storytelling Summit in New York. Uh, in 2018, then subsequently became one of the first uh, parts of the Bose Dev um, um, Audio Air program. And then took that experience and the knowledge that we had into a pop-up event with Harry Shata at a fire nightclub in London. So. For those of you that have been to Fire Night Club, it's underground under Vauxhall State, under the railways of Vauxhall Station. And it's just known for being one of those dingy, dirty, fantastic clubs that you go to after hours. It's all all good. Um, And with the, we we were able to kind of build on a relationship with Bose. Uh, The experience was done through the uh, Bose frames, which are just simply put a pair of sunglasses that had the audio, uh, coming out through the arms of the frames, and it was not bone conducting audio. This is, you know, the, the proper engineering or going around your head, spatial audio. But we were able to program it into the spatial audio with the frames, and we were able to then subsequently take that experience and be the um, the, the featured headlined act at the Raindance Immersive Summit. And took consequences to the OXO tower and uh, were able to kind of show it off there. And we were due to have a tour in 2020, but we all know what's happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. But we were able to keep a great relationship with Bose. We still work with Harry Shotta. Um, Rob and I work very closely together. Um, so me executing some of his projects. And with lockdown, we were able to also... Uh, uh, we're lucky enough to earn a residency at a National Gallery. So the National Gallery have a program called National Gallery X. Uh, That's brand new as well. And we were able to kind of be one of the first studios to uh, come on board that and uh, with the objective to create like a multi-channel curation. When lockdown started, then we were able to do some internal living research R&D with National Gallery and King's College, uh, thereby creating some art that's augmented onto your wall but different channels of audio experiences. And we were able to work with some great brand new software. I know like th- th- when when I get asked about what companies are out there and what to look out for my brain explodes because um, not that there are tons and tons of them but it's just like, oh, how can I pick a favorite? I love all the kids the same. Um, but we were able to work with some engineers at King's College and create a room simulation experience as part of our national gallery experience. Um, yeah, there's a big list I have, but I, I, I do have big, big props to Harry Shota and our yeah. team. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I, I actually got to try that experience and it yeah. was really
1: impressive. And I loved that,
0: um, that kind of in a way like the choose your own adventure kind of thing, like you were sent into different physical locations, which mm-hmm. cr- sparked new um, immersive um audio experiences wherever you went and it was really fun too to see other people having these experiences and it gave us lots to talk about it was really fun yeah well, um,
1: those, your, the visuals were what was in front of you so yeah I think you Came to fire nightclub sorry to interrupt you by the way but it, you know that's i wanted just to layer into what the consequences experience was about because it did invite you know we had actors portraying the clubbers when you put the frames on you become a character in the drum and bass album and you're approached by audio you're approached uh, by other characters just through the audio experience only and you make your own decisions do you go right end up in the toilet doing drugs or do you go left in in the chill out room and the actors are there as kind of ambiance uh, to go to to go with that experience so i just wanted to 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 add in you're you're able to kind of choose your own adventure as far as a storytelling perspective goes but also uh, on how you, and re, how you interpret what the visuals are around you as well.
0: And what do you think the, the impact is on the audience doing something um, with audio in this way? How is it
1: different from- I think it gives a, a great sense of freedom hmm. uh, where they are, a, they are the protagonist, the, 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 that, the user we, we call the player. The player, you put those frames on your character in the album, you're the main character. And Harry's coming up and rapping to you. The other characters coming up and rapping, you become part of a scene, you become part of the story and you that's proper immersion. You yeah, know, yeah. You're, you're part of the story and you're immersed in that story emotionally <laughs> and you're investing in it because you're choosing on how you tell that story. That's based off of the clues that you're hearing. Um, on top of that, the visuals are kind of immersing you as far as like being a part of the scenery and being part of the, the action. And then the icing on the cake is that room spatialization and the spatial audio of how (laughs) not everyone could say you get drum and bass music wrapped around your head in a nice way, but actually, yeah, no pun intended, wrapped around your head. Get it? See? Yeah, it's a Friday. Um, Yeah, and I think that's a. I think it's a. It's a really unique experience that we created that we're hoping to you know build on once once things ease up a bit. there's something,
0: yeah, there's something so personal about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, that sound in your space, in hearing it in the natural way that you hear environments. Um, right, sure, right. Yeah, yeah. and that really connects to a, a emotional experience
1: that I think mm-hmm. um, we maybe haven't had access to before. Mm. And we were also able to uh, keep in mind, you know, the rules of agency and thinking about experience design where you do want that to feel as real as possible especially because we were creating we were mixing our irl with the xr and the spatial audio we we we're creating a multi-layered multi-sensory environment so much so so my example that i'm leading to is when you, you you know that you're feeling a part of it through a spatialization of the audio because you become in the middle of an argument. There's one section of the story where you're in the middle of an argument and you hear somebody yapping over here, you hear somebody yapping over here, but that's how it is in real life. Yeah, You're put in the middle of something. Whose side do I take? Oh, I'm going to back away. (laughs) I'm going to go to this room over here. And what do you do? And then you kind of move away and the audio disappears and you left the argument to itself. So I was like, we're very proud of that. But what's really important to note is that that is what we were able to create with, Uh, The Bose software and the Bose hardware, and as well as writing the story with Harry Shota is bleeding edge, cutting edge type of technology. And we, it was a grand experiment. There's lots more to learn on it, but it was a good jumping without a net moment. And that's how I like to work. You got to try it. You got to try it (laughs) no sense. Well, no sense thinking about it. Just do it. Yeah. Well, actually, I wondered if you could maybe touch on like the
0: recording process of it, like in yeah. the challenges around that. Um, how do you yeah. even go about making <laughs> that happen?
1: <laughs> well, there's two elements to that, and and again, when we originally were working with Harry, he, you know, he basically wrote a custom-made album specifically for this type of choose your own adventure storyline. And when it was recorded, it was not recorded in spatial audio cause he's got his own studio and we didn't have that. Uh, we didn't meet Bose yet. This is as we were approaching the future storytelling summit. So the original experience was not a full spatial audio experience. It became one, um, yeah. it became one but the, the original recording process was that he laid down the tracks, he wrote everything. He's in the studio. Uh, I think Rob went down and gave a bit of voice direction to that. He also Harry shot also wrote the parts for. Um, well, you know Rob, as an experienced designer, also was making sure the story flowed, and whatever was going on a branching narrative was going to make sense at the end because the experience has everybody in the last rave room where live performance happens, which you saw. <laughs> um, right. But back to basics, it was it was a album recorded and other rappers coming and doing the part. When it came time for us to create the spatial audio element, we had to pull apart some of the stems. So it's kind of like certain portions of the music or the rapping or the speaking parts. And then we worked with Bose and their partner at the time, Mach uh, Mach 3, and hired a a specific spatial audio engineer to help us program uh, those elements to create that experience. Uh, fast forwarding to now, you are able to go into studio and record in a full spatial audio environment, you know, using those ambisonics, using the 360 surround, and a great example of that. And, and we could have done it then, but because the album was finished, we just, you know, kind of uh, what do I like, it's not like a shoestring budget, we had a barefoot budget, <laughs> and so we just had to make do with what we can, what yeah. we could have done. Um But I work, uh, I'm part of the Abbey Road Studios Spatial Audio Forum as well, which is a great consortium of professionals and practitioners and academics. And we basically meet once a quarter and properly geek out about spatial audio. And it's the best thing ever. And it's just so nice, even better when we're able to have beers together. But here we are. But we're, they, you know, someplace, uh, you know, at a location like Abbey Road Studios is a professional recording studio where they're able to record in spatial audio get the tracks, you deliver it in a, in a way that um, you would be able to plug it into software or hardware for that experience. But that brings us full circle. Where are where are we with consumer devices? Where are we with headphones? Where are we with soundbars? Where are we with, you know, cars? Remember audio in cars is like right. one of the biggest places to listen to. to. And back, you know, I lived here many, many, many years, but I back in the States, I had a car and I would just that's how I would find new music. I would find my, you know, that's your alone time driving. Uh, Don't drive here in England. So, but I, but, but you do know that that's like a, another place to, to uh, experience it, but that, that it goes to my point about, you know, you can create the best quality uh, experiences, but you still need somewhere to put it to that experience. So so, well, that actually (laughs) leads right into my next
0: question is, you know, kind of, for, you know, this place started as, as a place for startups and futurists yeah. talking about it. And now we have seen Sony, Bose, Seinhauser, Apple, Facebook, all mm. are jumping on the bandwagon and getting involved. Um, you know, they announced this week that Netflix is working with the AirPods and yes, all these yes. kind of things. Yes, so, um, I love so, it. I mean, yeah, it seems really positive. What do you think this actually means though for the the future of spatial audio?
1: Well, I think uh, the the future is, I suppose, it, you know, becoming more democratized. For, you know, for the future of spatial audio, uh, you know, the companies like this that have success in content, and they'll have good experiences to then experiment with the spatial audio, or or you know, make that experience the best possible experience by enhancing the sound. Um, the the quick answer to that is that spatial audio will become a democratized thing and hopefully all broadcasters and all platforms will be able to um to be able to implement it but i like that it's a little bit still experimental it's not every single show on netflix you know it's still kind of a little bit wild west for you know for us as producers uh for the tech companies even you know they're taking a chance it could make or break it. It'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be great yeah. with Netflix because they have the professionals working there. Um, Do you think, I think eventually?
0: Yeah, oh,
1: sorry. But it, no, but I, I don't think it's like not. I don't think it'll be like a common everyday phrase, like you know, you want a cup of coffee, kind of a thing. It's like I don't think anyone will go like, well, is this in spatial audio? Or I'm not going to watch it. That's just me, really. Right. But yeah. you know, I think it'll just be people will notice the difference when they. You know, again, it's the right story and the right equipment that goes with it. Netflix is not the equipment. Sometimes they're the storytellers, but you've got those, they're they're now a new middle layer Mm. into how a good spatial audio could make or break your experience. It's about you as the fan, you as as the consumer. I hate the word consumer, but like, you know, you as a fan of cool experiences, are the maker breaker for all of this, you know, how people like about it, how they're going to talk about it, you know, and, and spread the word. So the future I suppose will be more good, you know, like better experiences happening with the type of technology. And then as a result, these tech coming. I'm sure there'll be like a Netflix TV coming out or whatever, like the way there is Apple. Mm. Not just LG or Panasonic or anything like that anymore, you know, so then they can make sure that whatever they're producing in the back end will have a good output for it. That's what I would do. Netflix can <laughs> I just did I give away that idea? I'm sure they're working on it already. The checks in the mail, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Um, so when you think about leaders in this area, companies that are are groundbreaking and um mm-hmm. and, and doing new things that are something that we should have on our radar, ones to watch. Who do you
1: think of? Uh, Well, again, I kind of like to go back to, like, who were the original leaders? You know, like, I look at Dolby Atmos. Do you look at Sony? I do keep my eyes on Apple, which everyone does, because we know that those devices are becoming clever. And, you know, AR glasses, what's happening, you know, even with Bose and and their iterations of what they've done with their sunglasses. Um, You look at big... uh, game companies like PlayStation, look at Nintendo, where do people want to experience good sound? You know, it's, it, it'll be those entertainment. And also, you know, it, as a music industry, you know, still in my spine, you know, what, keeping your eyes out for what uh, artists are doing and how they're creating their music and how record labels are helping them do that. And in return subsequently like where are they investing to make sure that they'll have a good experience with it you know that can all tie in all of that can tie in with an example like um, you know the Fortnite experiences where you've got artists you know marshmallow or travis scott or you know things that are happening in extended reality which is yeah. why we're talking in this podcast of this topic right you know it goes beyond A spatial audio experience being in a on a linear connected to a 2d format we're talking things that are fully immersive in a extended reality space that's virtual whether that's in goggles or not from an augmented reality space how will that enhance what you're seeing in a 3d layer or a 2d layer and then extending that into experiential and some examples i wanted to give you know of, of who's standing out for that is like dark fields you know they had the shipping containers which we had tickets to to go see right before the pandemic but we were too scared to get inside a tiny container uh it was amazing we didn't yes yeah <laughs> so, so cool yeah part of our consequence experience also we also became part of the surroundscapes uh program um, kind of showcase at at, uh, Digital Catapult last year. So we had a tour with Digital Catapult as well. So 2019 was amazingly busy, successful for our Spatial Audio Hip Hop project, meant to be touring in 2020, but we've we've pivoted slightly as we all have. Um, There's another company called Dumb World that do really amazing kind of projectional type of uh, film and art, and with that comes a spatial experience where you're experiencing that. So. As an extension of my answer to the major companies like your PlayStation's, like your Apple's, keeping yeah. your eye on that, um, keeping your eye on artists, keeping my eye on record labels, um, you know, luckily I'm still tapped into to brands like that, and and my own clients is important to 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 reiterate the importance of a good quality experience. Yeah. Keep my eyes on myself, really.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned dark field. Um, they did that. I got to do s- seance, and literally, you go oh, into yes. this like dark shipping container. Yes. And it's yes. pitch black, and you have the earphones, and um, and it's surround sound, and and it's amazing how fast your brain starts to fill in the visuals of what's going on. I mean, honestly, pumping. <laughs> I was convinced there was somebody stood on a table in front of me, you know, and I knew better, but, um, it was amazing. Yeah. I think there's so much, um, that maybe we haven't even tapped into yet. And, um, and that's kind of my next question for you. Is there anything in this space that you would love to do? Say there was no restraints, no virus, no budget restraints, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anything um what what would Hang you on, like wake me up that- when I stop
1: dreaming Hang <laughs>
0: <on>. <laughs> that you haven't gotten to do yet what would be the ultimate spatial reality dream oh goodness
1: well I think it'll be great to uh, you know my mind is going to be a little bit blocked because we have been you know confined for almost 12 months now uh, as far as like you know uh, you know as creators we're well, I've, I've still been able to you know, lead some innovation in R&D with some major, major companies and uh, get my hands dirty as a, as a face producer with National Gallery and Robert at Playlines. Um, and we're still able to put that output into people's hands, you know, mm. via the power of our phone and releasing apps and things, which makes me a little bit hungry for a proper experiential and having another audience that is able to Uh, we've got our hands on, so the dream would be we have our hands on the highest quality and never been worked on before or touched by human hands devices that we're the only ones producing for. Why not? You asked me to dream big. I I like to do things no one's done yet or done before. So with that, we have privy access to the highest and bleeding cutting edge uh, physical technology uh, and companion with a companion of the most bleeding, cutting edge, real-time software that we can build it in. uh, And with that, the content that goes with it, and then have an experience where you do have, you know, 50, 100 people all at once having this grand experience. So it's almost like many minds, your own individual, but many minds, one mind, one experience. Um, And I think that would definitely be something that people are hungry for. So we know that, you know, there's an audience there, and once, once we're all vaccinated and things ease up, I, I'm very confident in the next five years, we'll be able to do something very, very big with that. So it's good having a privy access to, you know, good relationship with these tech companies that, um, you know, a lot of times they are the engineers building the hardware. They are our beautiful left brain companions that need some right brain creative. And luckily, kind of, kooky people like me and whatever we could work in left brain and right brain and what's the engineer and me say what does the creative writer in me say or what's the producer in me say and making sure that it's the right it's that right marriage of uh of something really really exciting but I think yeah you know, the tech tech content people but it's all about yeah. people number one
0: yeah I look forward to it I think you'll turn yeah, out something amazing one thing I think about is um you know, like I would go on a walking tour right now. I've never considered mm. going on a walking tour, but given the circumstances, I was. Yes. I said to my husband the other day, like we should go on one in London when we can again. You know, and um, and looking at the future of things like geopinning, augmented reality mm-hmm. to different locations, and then incorporating that with spatial audio, I think there's a huge possibility for just opening up the entire world into an entertainment um, branding. <laughs> if you will, opportunity, you know, yes. I think, um, yeah, when it comes to advertisement inside the real world that doesn't rely on screens anymore, yes. Yes. there's huge opportunities. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I'm, I'm sure that you'll find companies like your Spotify's and again, Apple's and, you know, um, making sure that their output and their software and their back end will be able to utilize a little bit more of that. But then that goes down the that's the bottom end of the chain because they're distribution, remember. So you still need the right experience or artist or voiceover or an audio book or anything coming down and having access to the software, then has access to the distribution, then, then it goes back to the consumer and the fan who will have access to the devices. Yeah. You know, it all goes back in little cycles and thinking about mobile phones back in the O's and, and the end of the end of the nineties of where the tiny little Nokia's and now people just, if anyone, someone of, knows, I think it's like a drug phone or something. Like that. Not mine.
0: But. It kind of feels like spatial audio is Sorry. a bit where like virtual reality was in 2017 ish you know like there's mm-hmm. um there like coj radical just came out with a new video that spatial audio and it still feels like a bit like a gimmick to get people to talk about get people to check it out mm-hmm. and um but i think particularly when it comes to kind of enterprise applications and this idea about mm-hmm. using uh spatial audio for people who work at home and people who work in the office to connect the environments and the space. Things like, like that, I think, are going to be really interesting because if people understand the value of it on kind of a basic everyday level, then yeah. it starts to um, to permeate and become something that people are a bit more open to. I always say, mm-hmm. you know, technology develops faster than people adapt and adopt. And so there isn't been a bit of yeah. learning <laughs> curve that we have to go through. Mm. Um, so it is interesting to kind of see it, see it come up.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And there are restrictions, you know, when you're not, a, you aren't able to travel and you're relying on remote collaboration. So again, we are relying on the tech companies and hardware and software and everything else uh, in between, you know, and you also, it's a little bit predictable now where somebody might experience that, you know, 90% it's in your home now, a year yeah. ago. Even now, what is it? February, March, whatever you know, we'd, we'd lockdown didn't happen yet, so we would be doing a walking tour. We would be out and about. We would be going to a shipping container or, or on location in France somewhere. We like you and I would be at a conference. You know, it's like we would be out and about, having a different physical environment around us, which changes everything. That changes everything. You know, <laughs> we can use our imaginations just to to a certain extent, and yeah. for those of us that you know, we've, we've lived our lives a bit. We have, we can relate to what is that like to be in a big crowd at a rave or at a museum or something, you know, where, where it's, you know, we, we can, we can kind of simulate with our minds, but you know, the spatial audio experiences will help. Is it like it is in 2017 because spatial audio has been a wild west for so many years now and sound and the ambisonics and, you know, Again, going back to Dolby Atmos and things that were happening 50, 60 years ago, it's almost almost like it's uh, as far as like an everyday person knowing about spatial audio, maybe it is like it was four or five years ago with VR. But I think from an engineering point of view, um, again, technologists that are creating the software that enables us to make these experiences are going, yes, hallelujah. The time is now. They've waited a long time. But it's 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 still finding finding that right. Um, can I name drop one more experience I've just thought of again? I told you this would happen. Um, yeah, please. In a virtual reality, uh, if you do have headsets uh, or Oculus or whatever headset you've got at home, other headsets are available. If you do have a virtual reality headset and you want to experience a really 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 lovely sound experience, I I I, I implore you to implore you to check out Ecosphere. If you've not done so already, so Ecosphere uh, was made by uh, some pals, at our Australian production company, and it had the Anofreal voiceover. So they they used lots of drone work and good, 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 highest quality cameras and lenses and sound on your through through like through Borneo and different parts of the world. Um, Ecosphere. I'm not going to. I'll 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 leave it with you guys to to check that out. So
0: nice. Well, and my final question is, do you have any reservations or concerns about this technology? I often look at risks of new technologies mm-hmm. and, um, and with spatial audio, I'd be interested in your opinion if there is any kind of downside, if there is kind of any reservations to be had. And then second part is what are your hopes for it?
1: Uh, I suppose the hardest part is access. You know, f- people having access to... Uh, the budgets to afford a good piece of equipment, and then that d- democratization of when when will it, when, you know, once upon a time, not everyone had a mobile phone and now everyone does and we rely on it. You know, will we, will, will there be, you know, a quick enough, um, you know, adapt, adaption, a mass adoption for, for this type of technology? Um, But for me, really, it goes down to the content. I think, so my biggest concerns are like, what is the content going into that that can then give somebody a good or bad experience? So my hope for it is like really, really, really amazing content and experiences coming from the creatives uh, married with the finest cutting, bleeding edge software and the hardware with it, working hand in hand, working hand in hand, because they are a little bit siloed right now. So my hopes for that a a good union, a good union of, of content, software, hardware equals access to the fans and democratization for it. Thank you. Thank you. Good (laughs) night. I think
0: that is a great place (laughs) um, to end this. Thank you so much, Mookie. You've been fabulous. Thank you. Really? So of you. (laughs) If people listening, want to get in touch with you or follow you somewhere, where's the best place to do that?
1: Um, sure. So you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Mookie hyphen That's M-U-K-I hyphen K-U-L-H-A-N uh, or on Twitter at Mookie approved. That's nice. probably the easiest way, but come say hi. Any other questions? I, I normally get back to people. So, and hopefully we can all see each other in real life and listen to something great. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you so much
0: for listening and maybe watching. Um, And we will see you again next time. Cheers.